Hello and happy Tuesday. You are listening to Just Us Girls, the weekly podcast focusing on LGBT issues and coming out stories. And I am, of course, Alex Swanson, our show host. Today, we're going to be sitting down with a new friend of mine and the show, Lolo D. She is a TikTok and internet personality. This episode could not be coming at a more interesting time right now, especially because you're either in one of two camps. You use the app far too often, like myself, or you barely know of it, and you mainly heard about it recently because of the recent controversy surrounding this Chinese investor-held media app that's infiltrating all over the world. So whichever camp you fall into, I hope you're able to listen and learn from Lola, who's been able to leverage this platform and create a business around it and grow and expand her community. In addition to her story about TikTok and internet fame, we're also going to learn about her coming out story, which is kind of a unique story compared to what we've normally had on the show. For those two reasons, I'm super excited that you will be able to hear her entire story and both sides of it and how they intertwine today. Now, you may have seen that our show is actually rated as explicit, and we typically stay in the PG to PG-13 realm of things, but today's episode, we definitely dive into a little bit more curse words. So if you're babysitting and you've got kids running around or you're my parents, you know, just maybe save it for a later time to listen to this when it's more appropriate for everyone around. Without a little disclaimer, let's go into today's episode and meet Lolo. And here we are with the Lolo D. Lolo, how's it going? So far, so good. I am so glad to hear you. First of all, you are, as we talked about earlier, you are the first TikToker coming on the show. And this is your first podcast. So I feel like we're we're both breaking each other's cherries in different realms of what the internet is in 2020. So I'm so glad you're here to share your story with everyone. Yeah, I'm super excited as well. Like you said, uh, this is so new to me. So I mean, I'm ready to try. <laughs> We're going to talk about your coming out story first, um, and then your coming out story kind of plays into a little bit about your your internet personality lifestyle that you've lived, and most recently, your success on TikTok. So that's a little teaser as to what we're going to be getting into. But why don't you first break down um, kind of the very beginning of what growing up as Lola was like? Yeah, of course. So uh, obviously, I was raised in a super Christian religious household. Um, that's not totally new for a lot of people. I know a lot of people also go through that. Uh, so being gay and stuff was just kind of not a thing. And it was to the point to where like, you know, my dad would see like gay people that were obviously forwardly out in public and he'd be like, Oh God, like, you know, just really, really against that type of thing. So, um, I started getting like, you know, these feelings of like, damn, like, okay, that, that girl's cute or whatever. And it just, it never even like dawned on me like, Hey, like let's, try this and and do this. I was just too scared. There was no way I was going to try to break that out, uh, especially like younger. So as I got into like teens and stuff, that's where I was like more uh, experimenting and stuff. But yeah, no, it wasn't easy to definitely try to come out with uh, such religious parents. So as you're growing up, like, and you're thinking, oh, like this girl's cute, that girl's cute, but you can, you can sense the tone in your household. Are you like, are you even thinking at all about your sexuality or are you just like, I'm going to suppress whatever these ideas are. Cause I just know they can't be up to no good. Like what, <laughs> like how are you processing that at that young age? 
so like as I was younger, it was like you said, just trying to suppress it. Like, okay, no, mm, that's not that's not normal. So I wasn't trying to even explore that uh, when I was younger until I got much older. Then I started to know about sexuality and okay, these feelings are more than just okay. She looks cute, and you know. So yeah. So at what point does it like? pivot and you're like, I don't really care about what's going on like with my family. Like do you do you just tell them like these are how I'm feeling or do you first like dabble around and like check your what your feelings are? So like with family or within myself? Like with your with your family. So, like are you like, oh, this is how I feel or are you first like let me first like put my feelings to the test and then I'll talk to my family oh. about this. Without a doubt, the second one, <laughs> there was no way I was just going to come out straightforward and just say it. I definitely did some dabbling around <laughs> before letting them know about it. You dipped your toes. So at what age are you like starting to explore those things and like feel more comfortable with yourself? I would say uh, probably like 16, 17, well, maybe 15, like 15 is when I was like, okay, I'm feeling this way. And then I probably started to experiment with that, like 16, 17. And so like, did you like meet up with girls? Did you have like a girlfriend? Like how did experimenting look for Lola at 16, 17? Oh God. <laughs> so experimenting for me took um, mostly like some liquid courage. It would be like going out to parties <laughs> and then, you know, everyone at that point is vibing. You talk to people that you don't normally talk to. Everyone's kind of just right. vibing, chilling. And then next thing you know, you know, I'm dancing with these girls, which straight girls naturally do. And then it would get a little bit more, a little bit more. And then, oh, my God, they're drunk girls kissing. <laughs> so that's usually how that went down. That's how that started. And so like your first kiss, are you like, this is like, I, this all makes sense. Are you like very confused? No, it was so natural. Oh, my God. that It was like. So I had kissed a boy before that. And that okay. was where I was like, yo, something feels off. But this right. one was like, oh, like, all right. Okay. You, you're doing this. It's you. This is what, <laughs> this is your calling. So at that point, are you immediately like, I'm lesbian? Or are you like, I still need to marinate on this whole concept? Uh, Yeah, no, I wasn't sold on being a lesbian yet. Uh, It was more of like, okay, I know I enjoy this. I know I like this let's explore it more. So I could start say, I, I think I started saying or identifying as bi curious at that time. For sure. And so do you like clue your dad in or at, like at what point do you start to let other people in your circle now? Uh, how does that go? Family wise, they never, uh, well at that time did not, I didn't let them in. I kept it very, very secret. Um, I never brought anyone around. I never brought girls around. I never talked about girls. I think there was one time uh, I slipped up and I was so embarrassed. So we were watching TV, me and my dad, and there's a girl. He was like, damn, that, that woman looks good. I said, damn, she does. He looked and he's like, what did you just say? And I was <laughs> like, I mean, she's like super pretty, like totally. <laughs> I have to like play it off real quick. So. I didn't mean to let him know anything. That was just an uh, incident we had. And did you like knowing kind of like the place where 
uh, sexuality played in this Christian values household? Did that like place a strain on your relationships or because they weren't aware of it? Did you guys have like a pretty positive relationship, you and your dad? Um, at, at that moment, we still had a very uh, positive relationship because he was unaware. So there was nothing for him to be kind of like worried about yet. Yeah. So how, how did he get worried? Like what was the way he found out about your, your sexuality? Did you tell him? Mm, No. So the first instance of him actually getting like a taste of, okay, something's going on here was, uh, so I had a girl as a friend, which that was always the case anytime, but in this particular (laughs) setting, uh, we were upstairs and she was on top of me and we were making out. And then my dad just walks in like, you know, hey, what do you guys want for dinner? Something like that. And, you know, she herping jumps off of me and I'm looking at her and I'm looking at him. and I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, this this just happened. And immediately my dad's like, uh, I need to come. I need to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, God. So then I go out and I go and talk to him. He's like, you need to tell her to leave right now. And we're going to talk about this, but you need to call her parents or have her call her parents. She, she needs to leave. And I'm just like, oh my God. And I'm, I'm playing victim. Not even going to lie. I'm not even going to flex. I'm telling my dad, she came on to me, dad. Like, I don't even know what was happening. I, she just jumped on me and I wasn't, I don't know. I don't know. I feel weird. <laughs> like, I, I'm totally like, thank God you came and saved me. Right time, Basically. right place, dad. <laughs> I, I needed help. Did you yeah. hear the bad signals? Man. And like, Dude, I'm like 5'11". This girl's like 4'11". So yeah, totally could tell that I needed help. It was it was funny. So did he believe that story? I mean, he rolled with it. I think for his, like, for his peace of mind, he didn't want to believe otherwise. So he's like, okay, right. yeah. You know what? You know I what? guess You're this right. adds up enough. Yeah, yeah. So eventually does he like continue to pry or does this like open the door for a conversation or like at what point do do you let him know like she wasn't coming on top of me like despite popular belief this girl a foot shorter than me was not holding me down this was a (laughs) mutual idea how did that go about okay so my dad and I don't have that okay so when I say that we're close we don't have that type of relationship like he does not talk about his feelings nor do I with him like we just it's just understood we love each other it's like a real uh, like like men you know how men sometimes aren't real big on emotions they're just like all right man I love you bro like okay we're good knowing that we have a good relationship okay like that's me and my dad's relationship so I never said anything to him and he never actually had brought it up until the next instance where it was just caught again in the act. So it was never talked about after that. So what is the act that you are caught in this time? Oh God. Okay. So how far apart were these incidences? So the first one was probably, I was like 16. So this next one, I was 17 going on 18, like pretty close to 18. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and what what happened? Okay, so this one's a bit longer of a story because there's there's some background that has to be covered before you know you can get the full you know gist of it. So we got all day. So tell us what. <laughs> okay, so uh, at this time, my best friend is a lesbian, and she's like a very, like an out lesbian. 
very very much outward uh male appearance well dressed masculine so um she was dating a girl that was in dallas and this girl that's in dallas has a sister that is also a lesbian so um one day it was literally like april fool's day and my best friend was like, yo, like, you should totally pretend to be, you know, like a stud or whatever. And like, let's send it over to them and see what they say. So now, sorry to interrupt. For context of the people listening that don't know what a stud is, just break it down in a couple words. Okay. So a stud is just um, a male appearing or male dressing female. Or at least that's my description. Some like to call it butch or dyke or whatever. I... Brilliant. That that way people can really paint a picture. It's a guy, I mean, it's a girl, the lesbian that's like got a backwards cap on maybe and like a flannel, yep. like a, a rapture, like just kind of like pulling like a dude type type of vibe. You didn't you didn't have to do us like that. You didn't have to say the flannel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't mean a clock of it, but I had to. I had to. I'm just trying to paint a picture for us for all the older people that are like, what is a stud? All right, okay, so carry on. You have this like let's pretend you're a stud. So do you. So she's like, I got the clothes, I got the shoes, like, I got you, let's do it. And I'm like, you know what, fuck it, let's do it. We have nothing else to do. It, we're just chilling anyways. I think we were probably drinking a little bit. And so she goes ahead and she full on just turns me out into like a stud. And I mean, I'm feeling myself. I'm in the mirror just like, okay, like, I think I can do this. Well, uh, short story, um, or to get to the end of the story, she ends up and uh, takes pictures of me. And whenever she takes these pictures, she sends it over to her girlfriend and her girlfriend shows her sister and her sister's like, whoa, like she looks fucking good. Well, I also thought she was cute. So I was like, well, like <laughs> what's good. But then now yeah. without trying, I've now made it to where I have to play this role. <laughs> like, even though at that time I was not a stud. Now I've set yeah. myself up because we and her ended up talking. This wasn't just a, okay, she's cute, whatever. We talked, right. we dated. This was like a real thing now. So I committed to the part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, I never was really super girly. I was always, I can always say I was Tom girl, like a Tom girl, but like, this is like next level. Anyways, uh, fast forward in a little bit. Cause I can literally go on forever. She ends up coming down, both of them. So, like, my best friend had never met her girlfriend at that time. It was just, like, a MySpace relationship. And then, like, they, yeah, MySpace. I know. <laughs> MySpace. Jesus. And for our younger audience, should we break that one for them, oh, too? Oh, God. They, they probably know. Yeah. I mean, it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> not even. Yeah. They got the definition of stud. They, they've already learned enough words for the day. Right. Like, Let's not even touch on that. Let's just say it ended up moving to Facebook. So it was MySpace and Facebook to give them, you know. <laughs> Brilliant. So okay. she and this girl finally meet. And does she bring her sister along She with brought her? her sister, yes. So, oh my God, I was shitting bricks while they were on the way. Because it was a long trip. And we talked with them, like, as they were on the way. And I am so fucking nervous at this point. Because, I mean, like, I have... I'm I, I'm not ready. I feel like, okay, we're over here literally like acting class. 
teach me how to be a stud, sis. Like, right. tell me the basics. What do I need to say? How do I need to walk up to her? How do I need to walk? Like, teach me. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> so, anyways. <I'm> scared. <laughs> so, anyways, the girls show up finally and they knock on the door. I literally stay in the room. I am in there like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, you are way in over your head. What the hell did you do? But I'm like, okay, whatever. Let's go. So, anyways, they come in and, um, immediately i just kind of i feel like if i was to watch this it would feel like some corny fucking movie i feel like i was putting on the act of a fucking lifetime it probably looked so unnatural i think i still have like mascara on and like eyebrows (laughs) still like arched as shit like it was oh god so um anyways (laughs) we meet it's cool we we hang out for a while but they ended up spending the night. So we all hung out. We chilled. We had a good time. We drank. It was all fun. So the next day, I ended up taking her out to eat. The sister of my best friend's girlfriend. I ended up taking her out to eat. And after we ended up leaving um, from the restaurant, we were driving to the corner store. I think we're literally going to pick up like cigarettes or some, some more alcohol. Who knows? I don't remember. So anyways, we're going and we pull in to this like corner store. and. You know, I look back and she's like, is that your, is that your dad's car? And I was like, and I look over and I was like, holy shit. And at this time I'm wearing like a, a whole like snapback or like a cap. I'm wearing like a chain, like freaking earrings. Like I'm dressed like a whole dude, whole dude. Dad's never seen me like this. <laughs> no way around it. No, there's no way around it. Last time, you know, obviously I could. Oh my God. This time is like, yo, okay. You're over here dressed like a whole man in the streets. Like we know what's good. So he rolls down his window and my heart is in my fucking stomach. I look over and he's just like, are you fucking serious? And this is my Christian dad. This man does not curse. He's like, are you fucking serious? He was like a fucking dyke, a dyke. This is what you're over here doing. He was like, my pride and joy is a fucking dyke. And he was like, no daughter of mine is going to be a lesbian. Take that shit off right now. And I'm telling the whole the whole time while this is going on, I'm looking at the girl and I'm like, go inside, go, because she's scared. I'm scared. And I just don't want her involved with it. it like, if I'm going to have this right. fallout, I'm going to just do it amongst us. I don't want you getting involved because my dad's ruthless. <laughs> like, I feel like in that moment he could have went for her too. But, uh, I literally started taking off the shit because at the time I was wearing like my, my uncle's clothes and my uncle is my dad's brother, obviously. And he was staying with us at the time. So I was wearing some of his clothes and he was like, take all that dyke shit off. And I literally took off my shirt. I was left in a sports bra and I gave him the cap and I literally took my ass to my best friend's house. I walked from there to my best friend's house because he lived like half a mile from there. Thank God. And, um, yeah, so that's how I was caught that time. Wow, that is a lot to unpack. So on your walk over to your friend's house, is, is you're like that girl with you or are you by yourself? And what are no, you thinking? I was by myself and I was ugly crying the entire way there. I mean, just like, <laughs> like I was so in shock and scared of what was to come. I knew this was going to be like a huge, like, turning point in my life it's a big big deal for me so do you ever go home after that i mean how like where where's the essentially like no like the (laughs) 7-eleven parking lot 
bald to this? Like, where do you go from there? Oh my God. So the girl, she ended up leaving because like she had a son already. She had like a one-year-old son and, and her mom was watching the, her son. So her mom had already been blowing her up while she was there for those couple of days. You know, where are you? You need to go ahead and get back. I have work, whatever, whatever. So she ended up going ahead and she was, she was leaving. She was so like, um, being pulled from like two directions because she, she wanted to get home obviously to her son, but she was also like, holy shit, this was a really big deal for me. And she saw that I was upset about it, but she had to go home. I mean, you know, of course her son is her first priority. So she's leaving out and, you know, I'm just on my best friend's couch and I'm just upset. I'm, I'm talking to her while she's already on the road. And, um, I'm just like, dude, I just don't even want to be here anymore. I, I, I can't, I cannot face him. Like I cannot believe, first of all, I've never heard my dad say such hurtful things. That shit hit me hard. Like that is my man. That's my guy right there. So that shit really hurt yeah. me. So I just told her, I said, man, I can't, I can't be here anymore. And she was like, she was already, like I said, I think like two hours out or maybe an hour out. I know that she was already headed to Dallas. I don't know how far, but, um, she was like, come, come with me. And I was like, yo, what? Like, I've never left like the nest per se. Uh, I've never left ever. Like I'm only 18. I just, uh, okay. So I must've been 18 at that time. Yeah. I had just graduated. So, uh, anyways, I said, well, I, I was about to say her name. I was like, anyways, uh, I don't know. And she's like, no, I already turned around come with me. You have like, you have to. And I'm like, okay. She put that boy in R. She was on she the way did. back. She did. She, she was ready. She turned that, she turned that little car back around and she came back. Yeah. So she came back and got me and I literally moved to Dallas with her for like, like two years. So did you bring anything with you or like, did you go back home and collect your affairs? Like, what did you do? I came back, I came back like a couple weeks later. <laughs> so I just like made it whenever I got there. I was just making it. I don't know. I don't remember what I was wearing. I'm sure I had to buy like some stuff. But um, yeah, I came back like two weeks later and just like picked up some clothes and stuff. Uh, and like my belongings and everything. So were you staying with this girl in Texas or are you? <laughs> no, I was staying... I was staying with her, but her mom had no idea I was. How did her mom not know this? Alex, oh my God. I did some shit, man. I literally <laughs> used to sleep in that girl's closet. No way. I was promise it you. I mean, people in New York City are like, give it up, girl. That shit's been our life for years. <laughs> Um, you were living in her closet and her mom had no idea. God, this like shit's like Harry time. Potter. I know. Fuck, dude. Like, how does this even happen? I really look back sometimes like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? But no. How did her... you get food? <laughs> so her mom worked a ton, like a ton. She was okay. a, she was a registered nurse. So, you know, they work like those 14 hour shifts. Like they work so yeah. much. So like while she was not there, I was able to move freely around the house. But when she got <laughs> back. I had to go back to my my closet, my quarters. <laughs> wow, you literally lived a life in the closet. That is insane. <laughs> for how long did you keep this shit up? Okay, so that didn't happen for long. Like that didn't happen for long. Um, okay, now that I mentioned it, you know, I told you I was an athlete in uh, high school, 
And I had all these yeah. these rides to all these schools and stuff. So at one point, her mom caught me there. And she introduced me as like this girl that's just here visiting in Dallas to look come and look at a college. So she was okay. like, oh, yeah, no, she's just here in town because uh, she could possibly be going to college here. And her mom was like, oh, okay, and, like, asked me questions. So, like, what are you studying? Oh, wow, you're an athlete. Wow, a full-ride scholar. Like, she was so impressed. But then when she did find out what was really going on, she was pissed. She was livid. And <laughs> she put me out. But, yeah, I think that was probably – that happened for probably, like, a month. Um, okay. So wait, well, we jumped around a little bit. When you go home to collect yeah. your stuff, do you see your dad at all? Like at yeah. this point, are you talking to him at all? Have you said a word to him since nope. the blowout? Hadn't said a thing. We hadn't talked and I made sure to go when he wouldn't be there. So you go pick up your stuff, you get back and like, you're finally now a couple weeks later, this mom catches on like that. You've been living in the fucking closet. And you, where do you, where do you go from there? Like, did you get upgraded to like the cupboard? Like, where did you go? Like, what's, <laughs> what's the four one one? Hell no! After she found out that you know I was that we were both being dishonest, she told me that I had to go. So we then moved to said girlfriend at that time to her dad's place. Okay. And what was living there? Were you? Did you actually move in? Like, were you on the lease, or were you just finding whatever <laughs> spare space you could? Like, did he know what was good? No, this time we know we didn't. We we didn't go into his closet. We just uh, we actually we actually met him this time. So it was it was a bit better. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you're in Texas, and you say that you stay there for a couple of years. When you move back home, do you? Is it because you're like, I should probably work things out with my dad or why, why did you decide after a couple of years to move back? Um, well, because it wasn't working out with that girl at that time. So it wasn't working out there in, in Dallas. Um, and I just told her I needed a break and that I wanted to go back home. Uh, so yeah, that's whatever I made the decision to go ahead and come back here to Houston. So this entire time you're living out there, you guys are in like a relationship. Yes. So yeah, we and we the, very soon after we got into a relationship once I went there. And then you realized that this isn't working the way it is and you were like I should go home. Yeah, for sure. So do you call your dad before you decide to go home or like do you <laughs> no. like I'm just going to show up on the door after 2 years of never talking to you? like what what was your first conversation with him? So no, that's actually we we did talk uh okay. much before that. Uh, it, it was a, a, over the course of like months and months. I know that it definitely wasn't the entire two years, but he called me one day and just said he missed me and wanted to check up on me, make sure I was doing okay. And I told him, you know, I missed him as well. And then after that, we started have, trying to rebuild that relationship. We didn't really directly talk about why it had happened. And we didn't go back and discuss the, would you call it the 7-Eleven brawl? We didn't discuss yeah. that. So, um, so whenever. I told him that I wanted to come back. He was he was more than than ready because he hadn't seen me in that time, even though we had talked. He hadn't seen me for that right. time. So you show up and you're not really you haven't really addressed anything that's going on. I'm assuming there's no apology involved. Um, nope. <laughs> do you eventually have this conversation with him? Like this is the, this is who I am. And like, you don't necessarily need to, like, what are you doing? Tell, tell us what you did. Yeah. Um, so 
Not right away. I mean, I wasn't trying to jump into anything like too serious. No I really serious just conversation. wanted to, Yeah, I just wanted to come home and like vibe and just really just take a break, dude. That that girl that I'm talking about, oh, she was so fucking crazy. Like, I just wanted a break. I didn't want to come back and bring more drama. I just wanted to chill. Mm-hmm. But it, it did happen. Uh, I, I think probably after being there for a couple weeks, um, we finally did sit down and talk because he was just asking too much of me. He didn't like the way I dressed and stuff like that. So I, I just finally had to just break down and, and talk to him and say that, look, this is what it is. So coming out of the conversation, like, was he like, what, what, what was the tone like? What was what? I'm sorry. What was the tone like? Was he like understanding or was he like, you know what? I don't really like, we don't need to talk about this and we could just have a good relationship and not address it. How did, how did it go? So his, his typical approach would be, like you said, just not address it and just, you know, keep a good relationship. Um, this time after really sitting down and just telling him like breaking it down all the way from childhood till, till right at that moment, everything that I had been through, everything, how it just all occurred, you know, um, he was a broken man. I've never seen my dad sit there and cry like that. He started immediately going to places in his mind. Okay. How did I do this? How did I cause this? And he started trying to like make sense of it and try to blame it on him and his decisions that he's made in the past. And I'm like, dad, literally, this is not a choice. You couldn't have did a damn thing different. He was like, right. oh, I was never loving enough with you. Like we never talked about our emotions and it made you like closed off like me. I'm like, that how does that correlate to me eating vagina? Like <laughs> chill. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, if I had only gotten there before that girl got on top of you when you were 16, <laughs> it would have been a different story. Um, oh so God. what sparked that conversation? Like, were you like seeing other girls and like then it brought brought that up or what was kind of the reason why after a couple of weeks you decided to start talking? To so like, um, <clears throat> okay. I would say that there was like a, a family event that was about to happen and it was going to be all of us getting together. And my hair was already cut short at this time. Like my hair was so studly. Like there was just no way <laughs> of going around that this woman yeah. is a lesbian. Okay. So, um, he wanted me to like put on makeup and he wanted me to dress different for this like family event. And I'm like, dad, like you're making me uncomfortable first of all. And I did, I felt uncomfortable. I didn't even want to go, but he's like, you have to go. You haven't seen your grandma, your aunt, you're this, you're that in years. Like you need to go, but you're not going to go looking like that. So then that's whenever I was like, okay, I sucked it up for that moment. And I went and it was like, Oh my God, it was the most uncomfortable thing in the world. They were like, when I came in, they're like, Oh, <laughs> your hair like it was so fucking uncomfortable but no I, after that me and him went ahead and discussed like uh what was the deal like you're not gonna run me like this like i'm an adult yes i'm back at home but i have a life that and i've, I've, cho- I've cho- chosen well i really i really haven't chosen it but you know i'm living this life and i'm going to all right so, I mean, that could be like, you know, where we cut check the gate, everything could be your whole story. But part of the life that you live is being an internet personality. And so you've had many, um, you know, many like sort of pop-ups and things where you've been an entertainer and creative um, and making people laugh. So at what point, um, TikTok is probably what most people will know you from, but you were actually started on Facebook. That was like kind of your first little thing 
is it did that happen when you were living with this uh, crazy chick or did that happen after you moved back in what point did you like first make an internet debut so that actually started when i moved back after the crazy chick so i that's when i got back on yeah and started doing that so what like why what was your motivation for like making that very first facebook video huh i think okay at that time um i was already kind of like facebook popular just for like pictures and stuff like just your normal post but i i did a video because you don't remember if you were a little bit older you would and i mean just a little bit older you would <laughs> but there was a trend going around where it's like um it's the don't judge me challenge and you literally like people were putting like fucking fake moles on their face and like putting like black on their teeth and then they would like transform themselves and like take everything off and be like fully dressed, hair all done and be like fucking fly. So that was like my first time posting a video and doing that. And there's been similar stuff on TikTok too. But yeah, that was like my first one. I just said like, fuck it, let's do it. And like, yeah, it kind of took off on there. So. So you, did you post it with the intention? Like this will be like something I want to do career wise and it's going to blow up or were you like, I'm going to just fuck around and post a Facebook video doing this trend. I don't know what I thought was going to come of it. I, I think I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to post it. I don't think I had any real like, oh, hopefully it goes viral. I can become this t like, you know, internet famous person or something. Yeah, no. Yeah. <clears throat> so you already kind of have like somewhat of a following um, on Facebook. Your views, your videos are getting a decent amount of views and whatnot. But then you eventually kind of stop posting there and you're not really doing anything for a while, right? Yeah. I ended up just taking a break <clears throat> because I told you I tried to get onto YouTube and I was putting all the focus. So I was trying to move my audience from Facebook to YouTube, but that shit didn't, doesn't work. YouTube's algorithms and the way that they have it set up is so hard to build now from the bottom unless you have a gigantic platform that you're moving people from. <clears throat> and once that whole like shift didn't work, did you decide like you know i'm just going to put this whole thing on pause and you know yep. focus my time and energy elsewhere yep it's so exactly what happened what is what is the time span between that and then your very first tiktok man oh, oh wow so that was probably like three years wow three years yeah i would say three years or at least like two yeah it has to be anywhere from two to three years and for Facebook, like what was the most viewed video you had had? Uh, there's a Facebook video. Like, do you want the concept of the video or you want the amount of views? Both, both. Uh, oh, God. <clears throat> so all of them were pretty common. It, and it's similar to some TikTok stuff that I do, actually. It's just kind of like outlining what like studs face in reality and stuff that's like funny about it. Like, so... um. This one's more like lesbian instead of just stud focus. But there's one video that I did where um, I'm in a car. Oh, God, these are probably like so good. I wish I could pull it up and like show you. So I'm in a car and I'm just like um, playing the stud role being like, yo, what's up? Hey, nice to meet you. And the girl's like, oh, hey, like, oh, I just want to let you know that I'm bi. And I was like, wait, what did you just say? She was like, oh, yeah, I said I'm bi. And then like before it even looks back at me, you can see my door closing because I got out the car and I left. And then she yells out the window, wait, I love girls more. <laughs> like, because every bi fucking girl tells us as lesbians. So that was probably like my most viewed video. 
Um, and like how how many of these roughly were you getting on it? Like, uh, were you getting so a thousand, ten thousand? Oh no! At that time, they were at, at least like two hundred thousand up to like million. Wow! So did you ever get recognized from something like that ever? I have. So uh, I would get recognized. That must be at work. wild. <laughs> yeah, at that time, yeah, I was. I would get recognized at work, or people would be like, "Oh my god!" Like you were on Facebook as like Lolo Daniel, right? And I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> didn't think this would happen." But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a pretty good follower in there, and then you kind of like have trouble migrating your platform, and you take your hiatus, and then TikTok comes out. Um, when do you post your first TikTok? My first TikTok was posted last summer. Last summer. And you come into it with zero followers like everybody else. Um, yeah. And you post your first video. And what's the reaction? Are they like, oh, my God, you're that Facebook chick? Or like, does nobody find it? Like, no. well, how does the algorithm do you? <laughs> so, like, I actually like the fact that I had to start fresh. So, no, no yeah. one ever recognized me from that previous time. This is like a new Lolo. Let's get it going. Let's get it. Like, but I didn't have that mentality, though. I was just on it to see, like, okay, everyone's always talking about fucking TikTok. What's Let the me fucking see hype? What's the fucking deal? And at first, I was super unimpressed. I was like, okay, like, this is so lame, but okay, this is what y'all y'all are doing, but all right, whatever. I no hated judgment. TikTok for the longest time. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Yeah, like, I felt the same way. I, I, I couldn't stand it. All these little cringe dances and all that. I was oh like, my okay. God. But then I ended like up a- doing them. I'm like, what? Where was your, where's your spine? Where's your backbone, Alex? <laughs> right. God, do you remember a year ago when you were wiser and thought that whole renegade thing was stupid and now you're learning the dance to Charlie D'Amelio or whatever her fucking name is? <laughs> um, anyways, so you post a TikTok and like, does it, does, did the algorithm like give you a little fire and like you come out with some, you know, collateral or did you, did it not blow up? Like, what, what was your first TikTok like? My first TikTok. It was like, this is how much I didn't want, like, care about it. I posted it and then didn't check it until, like, in the middle of the day the next day. And, like, now, the reason I say that's a big deal, because now I post a TikTok and then I, like, check it every five fucking minutes. It may be less. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> so I waited, like, an entire day. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Um, I'm the same way. And I don't even have, like, 100 followers. I'm like, it's like a hit of morphine. You're like, ooh, how many do I have now? How many do I have now? The views go up. I don't even have 100 followers. You still check it I don't. Oh, <laughs> oh! When I post something, let's. I don't check TikToks that regularly, like for when I post. But if I feel like the algorithm's pushing me up, like I did one the other day, and like I was getting, yeah, you're, you're more in on the pro, so you could tell me if this is good or not. But I was getting like 200 views and 100 likes every five minutes for like a straight hour. Yep. And I was like, that yep. seems like a good ratio of likes to views, but That's then that really shit fell ratio. flat, and I'm like, what is going on here? Anyways, that was That's a tangent. I'm not TikTok famous. You are. So you <laughs> you post your TikTok. You don't even check it till the day later. And what was the outcome? You know, so I had 12, like 15 years like after thousand views. And I was like, oh, zero followers, man. Well, I mean, I yeah. think I had like 14 after that. But <laughs> I lived 14. Like, they come in numbers. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how my so, first one went. So you're like, okay, I could run with this for a while. Let's see how this goes. Like you already have your past history of Facebook and entertaining and making funny content, maybe skewed more towards lesbian stuff like stud content. And then you find this platform and you're like, I had nothing and now I have 3,000 views. Like, let's see if I, how I run with it. So do you like start posting regularly or now? Um, 
No, not not quite then. Like I think I had posted maybe another one, just like kind of like pissing the wind. Let's see how it happens, like what happens with it. And yeah, so I did like another one, and it was still the same thing. I'm like, well, how are thousands of people? I mean, even though it's only three thousand, you know, but how are thousands of people watching my videos right. and I have no content? Like, what? And then I started thinking, like, yo this might be it. Like, this might be a good way to like build up again. And let's, let's see what happens. So you post a couple TikToks. At what point, like, do you start to think like, I'm getting traction? Like I have more than 15 followers. <laughs> Where are you starting to be like, this is my new thing? Uh, okay. So that started happening as like, I started building more momentum. So like, I'm now at like a couple hundred followers and then people are, get, man, TikTok people are fucking needy and demanding, bro. I got like all of 200 followers and they're like, when are you posting again? Like, Hey, when's your next video? And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like these people on here really are so freaking demanding. You are 12 years old. Go back and have some frosted flakes and come back with a better attitude, please. I'm trying to tell you. And I, it was, it was so <laughs> weird. I had all these fucking children on my shit at first. And thank God TikTok has figured out that I'm not 12 and that these 12 year olds should not be watching <laughs> me. <laughs> so you post your video after the, the, they feverishly demand some content and what like momentum wise, like what, what was like the first time you posted a video and it got a lot of traction and you got a huge substantial amount of followers? Like what was those numbers like for you? And what yeah. was the video? So I would say that my, I would call it my video that blew up. Everyone has that video that blew up that brought those people in. Right. So my video that blew up made me so mad because it is the stupidest, most fucking like no effort ass video. And this is how TikTok does you. I sit here and try to come up with this comedy and this like well thought out ass skits. And then the one where I'm sitting there and moving the fucking camera in front of my face, all slow and trying to do like a thirst trap and be sexy. And it's so dumb. And I'm at work in uniform. I didn't even look good, bro. Yeah. Like it was so <laughs> rough. And it was just like two post content because I think it had been a couple days. Man, that video, like how you said your notifications were blowing up like every hour. That video was getting like, it, it was scary to watch. I was just like refreshing my phone. It was like going up by like 300 every time I was refreshing my phone, just sitting there like another 300 views, another 300 views. Like it was nuts. And then it ended up stalling at about, I think like 250,000 views. And how many followers does one person have after getting 250,000 views? So at that, that day I jumped up to like 20K. 20,000 followers. Now yeah. you're like, we're cooking. Like we, we got something here. Oh yeah. So you like uh, the next day are you like, throwing out skit ideas and now you're like screw all those i'm just gonna like walk around and do something stupid like well like what is, what is your content strategy no uh i mean don't get me wrong i did definitely start to include like a, a thirst trap here and there or those videos that are just trying mm -hmm. to show looks but no i kept up with my content i like to try to you know include my comedy and stuff in there as well so i do a little mixture of all and now you have, so that was like 20,000 followers and that was what, like nine months ago, a year ago or something? Yeah, that had to be probably like nine months ago. And now you're at over 200,000 followers. Congratulations. What Thanks. was like, was that a very slow progression and then it just like all of a sudden, you know, shot up or um, did you just kind of build naturally over the course of the last nine months? Well, just like. 
uh, TikTok's algorithm for the For You page, everything is fucking random. So yeah. uh, it was not steady. At first it was. After 20K, I was it was pretty consistent and moving up probably like 10K a month if I had to okay. just put like a number on it. Yeah. And yeah. then when I hit 100K, that's whenever I just like – and I'm sitting there thinking, dude, when I hit 100K, I'm – I'm going to stop getting these videos that get shadow banned. I'm going to stop getting these videos that get like literally like five views. I was like, once you probably hit a certain amount, TikTok shows love and they let you get on that for you page. No, it never fucking stopped. At a hundred K I like hit my peak and it took me forever to get to like 120 K. It took like, like three or four months to get to that. And now you're at like 200k, so there must have been just like another random surge. I mean, that's the thing about the TikTok algorithm is I, or algorithm. I look at people that have like a substantial following, but then they still have views videos that get like a thousand views, and I'm like, yes. how does that even make? You've got like a hundred thousand followers. That just doesn't even add up. It's crazy it's all it's, the time, all the time. <laughs> so, is there any sort of? I, I see everyone's got a big push. Um, especially with everything going on, like with TikTok, although now it seems like maybe there's land at the end of the tunnel, but there's a big push for like expanding your platform. Are you actively seeking like, you know, people trying to get to you on Instagram or are you not so concerned about growing past TikTok in an another media? Oh no, I, without a doubt, I think it would be silly because I take this very serious now. Like before it was yeah. all jokes and games. So I think it would be totally to my disadvantage if I didn't. So I definitely do want to build up my Instagram as well. And then at, at, I haven't came to a number in my head, but I know when I get to a certain amount of following and I feel like I have a big enough audience, I do want to go to YouTube at some point. But YouTube is a fuck ton of work and editing and TikToks are yeah. just like 10 second videos, man. Like it's just I like, <laughs> That's the thing. I With podcasting, it's like, you have to spend a couple hours doing it and then you have to actually edit it. And it's so labor intensive. Like, you know, if you're lucky enough to be 12 years old with a six pack, like so many people on TikTok are, you just got to take a video with like some new Drake song in the background and you've got a billion followers. Right. Like, right. It's sad. But now you spent all of 10 minutes this week creating your content and you're getting million dollar checks and living in the hype house. What is good? TikTok. I know. Fuck. And they're like all of 12 years, 12 years old. That shit makes me mad. I know. I'm like, you can't even get into Chuck E. Cheese by yourself and you're living at the Hype House. What is, like, this is crazy. It's absolutely right. crazy. So um, if people want to find you on your social channels, where are you currently found? There's, you got TikTok, Instagram, and you've got some new exciting merch out. So plug all of those things for everyone. Okay. So TikTok is the Lolo D. So T-H-E, Lolo, D-E-E. -E. Instagram is going to be the same. Website is that handle, thelolod.com. And then I actually have a new partnership with Candy, which does like virtual meet and greets for five minutes with like one-on-one -on -one with, uh, with my audience. So that's a new partnership that I have as well. That is awesome. All right. Well, everybody, make sure you check it out. And I'm going to also include in the description of this podcast video for those of you listening, all of those direct links so you can find straight through to Lolo's channels. Um, well, awesome. It was so great chatting with you and learning about your coming out story, but then also talking about your TikTok. Hope you nothing but the best of success and hopefully you get some people on your candy from this show and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Bring, their, bring them to my candy. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Well, we will chat later and uh, I cannot wait to see what more is coming for you.
All right. Thank you so much, Alex. Of course. I just want to give another huge thank you to Lola for coming on and sharing her story about coming out and her experience on TikTok. I do encourage you all to go check her out on all of her social media channels and her website and maybe support her through her merch. I also want to thank all of you for listening and sharing our show. That is the best way that you can support me and this new venture of mine, the Justice Girls podcast, is sharing it with a friend if you think that they might be interested in our stories or need a 45-minute pause throughout the week. Please recommend our Show comes out every Tuesday. It's free to everyone wherever you listen to podcasts. I can promise a good story for you, everyone. You might even learn a new word. I don't know. A lot of you probably didn't know what stud was. And now here you are. It's just a little bit smarter because of the show. With all that being said, I cannot wait for you to listen to our story next Tuesday. Check us out on all of our social channels for updates. We have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and you can link to all of that at www.jugspod.com. I appreciate your loyalty, support, kindness, and everything in between. Have an amazing week, and I look forward to being in your feed next Tuesday. Bye.